0: Hockey fans, are you ready to brave the wild with me, your host, Paladino Joey? Brave the Wild is available on the iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist for Android devices. Stitcher, of course, for both, and iTunes obviously is for Apple devices. Great to be back on board with Brave the Wild once again today. Kind of giving your hockey fix for the month or so, you could say. Just getting caught up to some of the well, all of the transactions that have taken place since July first. That's basically when the last show was. So. Just kind of keeping things caught up. Uh, apologize the show wasn't released a good two or three weeks ago. Kind of been holding out, holding out, hoping for a trade to happen. And it hasn't happened. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, the rumors have been popping up and coming and going. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is, of course, the uh, man of interest for most of you out there. you got other free agents still available, like Sam Gagne and such, that a lot of us locally have wanted to possibly join the fourth line. with this, uh, Obviously, he had a very expensive contract before, Maybe his salary has come down a bit. This hockey free agency is different than ones in the past, in a sense, because, I mean, you always have the start on July 1st where it's just boom, 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 and all that. But then it tends to really shrivel up like a grape and nothing really happens. Where this year there was a boom, 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 boom period, but not quite as much. And it's like you're still seeing signings, you're still seeing trades, so something could very well happen here, even though we're already heading into the... Semi wonderful month of August if you like it, but <laughs> I like August to a point. I don't like dew on the ground and humidity, but oh well. Maybe it won't be so humid. It's kind of been all over the place. Um, but yeah, the Wild signed three free agents on July first, and then made a couple of more uh, signings of their own players later on. A couple of uh, several several moves here and there, minor moves, this and that along the way. Let's try to get caught up with that. This should be a one segment show, just a teeny weeny bit of fan interaction. Not a whole lot since, but yeah, we'll talk to uh, talk to talk to uh, uh, Benny Allen out there as well from Australia. Gotta gotta love him, great guy. Uh, <laughs> we'll t- talk to, uh, we'll read what he had to say in a message to me anyway for fan interaction, and then a teeny bit on Facebook. Just kind of get caught up with that. A uh, little bit of that summer play as well with the, the the whole prospect camp in the middle of the summer. I always look forward to that every year because you know I I just religiously keep up with the prospects at least as well as I can with the uh, in the wild system. I've, I've always kind of been that way, so it's just one of those deals. Let's get on to the NHL free agency. Uh, well, the likes of Chris Porter, David Jones, Justin Fontaine, Russland, Fedeko, other uh, prospects, but then you got Ryan Carter, Jonathan Blum, who was obviously a minor leaguer most of the time there. Uh, All become free agents and haven't been signed anywhere since. Uh, Jared Knight. Jared Knight was not tendered a qualifying offer along with Raphael Buceres, Brett Balmer, Brody Hoffman, and Scott Saburin. It's almost like Sauerbrunn, but it's Saburin. It's the other way basically, but the same ethnicity, I do believe. Um, So you have a lot of guys not tendered a qualifying offer. Haven't heard anything since about Jared Knight and others. I keep following him like crazy because I know you're probably wondering what's the deal with that, but hey, when you Acquires Zach Phillips via the Brent Burns trade in the past, you know, along with Charlie Coyle, all that. And then he ends up not working out after starting fairly well in the minor league system, continued to decline, and then you trade him for Jared Knight, who was kind of a similar situation with Boston. Um, you're trying to keep track, you know, hoping you can get something out of it. It's not looking good, and he has not been resigned since. It's been about a month since then, just like the last show. Right up it was right before free agency started, pretty much. Uh, Ryan Carter still has not been reacquired, so maybe you're going to sign Sam Gagne. Uh, Obviously, we have acquired a fourth liner along the way with the the trio of signings on July 1st. Shall we get to him right away? I think we shall. Chris Stewart was the guy signed, and remember, I mentioned that. You know, why not bring him in as a third or fourth liner? Very reasonable contract as well, about a million a year for him. That's not much, about two million for two years. That's not too bad. For Chris Stewart, not bad at all. It's about 1.2 million, actually 2.5 million or so total in that one. Not bad for a fourth liner. People were like, "Oh no, not him again." Yeah, but you're not signing him in the same uh, with the same role that you acquired him a couple years ago, giving up a second-round pick. Yikes. Uh, Chris Stewart. Let's talk about him briefly, very briefly here. Um, a guy who started out so promising with the Avalanche years ago. Uh, 18th overall pick. I mean, it's like when you look at the course of his career, it's crazy to imagine. He had a 64-point season back in 9 10 28-goal season, 36 assists, and then came back with a very strong season but missed with injuries and such, and then was traded with the St. Louis Blues. He still actually had a uh, 53-point season in 10-11. 53 points, very strong, 28 goals that year as well. And then, you know, you saw a decline with St. Louis and then all that, and then he went to Buffalo, He was, eh, you know, in and out, kind of injuries, this and that, scratches, comes to Minnesota, starts strong, good positivity, kind of fun to watch, but not good in the playoffs, not good at all. Goes to Anaheim, kind of, eh, you know, same old deal. Uh, only 20 points in 56 games nothing all that special but for a fourth liner it's kind of like why not Um, you're not looking for a superstar at the fourth line and he's a talented enough guy he's probably about as good a player as you're going to get on your fourth line and then again hopefully hoping for Sam Gagne out there like some shows locally have been talking about, uh, before we get to the f- uh, feature presentation of the signings to this point, the, the big one right there, so Stewart was a two-year contract. The wild bringing Alex Staylock, a, a favorite of Paul Allen's locally, <laughs> locally always had him on and uh, he'd, have, he'd have him on on KFAN the last couple of years and always hoped he'd wind up on the wild someday. And another guy who had a had a promising start to his career with the San Jose Sharks, of course, he's a goaltender uh, in 1314. After a couple of well, the, the previous two years just kind of came up for some very brief stints, about three only three games in two years at the NHL level at that stage. But then a 24-game stint with the Sharks as the backup goalie, 1.87 goals against average. Absolutely outstanding for him in that sense. I mean, what a strong showing! How can you not like? How can you not like that? That's that's pretty strong. But then you know, and then it, it, not as good the next year, uh, eight and nine. He was twelve and five, by the way, in the win loss record for that. For for your information on that one, ultimately. <laughs> and that's a word Sebastian teased me on with Purple Mafia. I guess I it's radio for you. You just jump into the same word over and over again, or same phrase like at this particular time. I tend to say that one a lot, or or uh, it's one of those, right? <laughs> <laughs> I get teased about that when I work. But yeah, 8-9, and nine, it was one of those, right? One of those kind of seasons. 2.62 goals against the average that following season. I mean, his save percentage, stay locks that is, um, 93% in 13-14 copyright down goal. Just an amazing season. Two shutouts, two shutouts that following year, 14-15. And then last year with the Sharks, only 13 games. Kind of more, of, I guess, in that third string goalie uh, range. Kind of dropping down into that minor, that fringe minor leaguer bubble type player level, which I guess is what he's going to be with the Wild at this stage. Three and five on the season, two point nine four goals against average, save percentage, eighty eight. Yuck, eighty eight point four. Yeah, uh, it's it's sad to see him kind of drop off a bit like that. Maybe hopefully a change of scenery and coming back home. He's a Saint Paul native, and again, like I said, a favorite of Mister Paul Allen's. And he had his birthday. One day before mine, but unfortunately for me, <laughs> eight years younger, <laughs> born in 1987 in Alex Dalek's case. I'm a July 29th veteran. He's a July 28th veteran. Very, very cool there. But uh, Alex Dalek, sure, we'll see. Only a one-year deal. It's a two-way contract, of course. More than likely he will be starting out the season as the main the main dude, the alpha dog, uh, the goalie position in Iowa. Uh, the Wild have several prospects in in. Uh, in their system, worldwide, of course, with the uh, the Iowa Wild and such, and you have the, the Quad City Mallards, and of course, uh, overseas, and in juniors and stuff, you got Kaipo and others out there, hoping they continue to develop, but Alex Daylights the guy for now, and we'll see what happens, it's a possible uh, insurance move, in case, the Wild are trading Darcy Kember, don't be surprised if that does happen, Devin Dubnik, I mean, you can't count on him all the time, and plus, people get injured. Kemper got hurt at times, so Staylock, again, insurance for if Kemper gets injured or possibly. I mean, Kemper's more likely to get injured, but Dubnik can get hurt as well. So, not a bad signing, kind of fun, kind of fun uh, local signing. And he, he had a really good run with the Sharks just two years ago. Hopefully, he can bring back some of that magic. And now, our feature presentation when it comes to the free agent signings at this stage unless the Wild make a big trade and do acquire R.N.H., Ryan Nugent Hopkins from the Edmonton Oilers, which is still a very strong possibility because they are still looking for a right-handed defenseman. Matt Dumba, again, as a guy we'll talk about in a moment. But again, on July 1st, as we try to be chronologically sound, the Wild acquire, or well, sign Eric Stahl to a three-year deal at about $3 million a year. Not bad. Not a bad contract at all. $10 million actually, overall, so a little over $3 million a year for Eric Stahl. Not too bad. Uh, reasonable. Um, just like Thomas, well, Thomas Vanix is actually more expensive than this, so there you go. Very huge, huge name. Many years with the Carolina Hurricanes, National, no, Stanley Cup Champions in 2006. I don't know, for some reason I used to say Tampa Bay won it in 06. No, I, I tend to get those two mixed up because they were kind of Cinderella, Stanley Cups, like the Calgary Flames and Tampa Bay Lightning in 0, uh, 04, where Tampa Bay won, and then Carolina and Edmonton two years later. Kind of fun, Stanley Cup Final series, for those of you out there. Cool to see Canadian teams go far, but of course, in both cases, neither of them won. You saw Tampa Bay and Carolina win. Kind of funny. But uh, in that 06 season, you think about Rod Brindamore, you think about names like that. Cam Ward and all that in the in the net. Uh, just Sure, not in the net, but you get the idea. Uh, strong performance overall for... Uh, Eric Stahl, that season, a 100-point year. Somebody the Wilds have never, a uh, point total the Wild have never had, but of course, that was way back when he was a, a superstar. Uh, 31 points as a rookie the year before, well, two years before because of the doggone lockout. The next year, down to 70, up to 82 the next year. He's had 40 goals. He had 45 goals in that great season in 06. He had a 40 goal season in 08 09, 75 points that year. And he continued in the 70s all the way up to 11 12. And then you see a uh, decline with injuries. Very productive in only 48 games, though, in 12 13. 53 points in only 48 games. So still a productive guy. Still in the 60s and 50s the following seasons. And then last year, 63 games with the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, 20 with the New York Rangers, only thirty-three points with the Rangers and six points in twenty games at the Rangers, so they tried to make a playoff run or tried to hope to make a playoff run anyway. Only six points in twenty games. Mm. So a huge drop up for Eric Stahl, who'd been very strong, very a very big name, a household name in the in the hockey circles out there. Um, uh, man. It it had been a team that's been on that had been on the decline and kind of been invisible for many years. They snuck into the playoffs a few years back. And then they just kind of disappeared again. Kind of like the Calgary Flames like to do, I guess. <laughs> uh, but Eric Stahl, just huge decline over the course of his career. While they're banking on bring, coming in with the offensive mind, like Bruce Boudreau, and you got players like Zach Parisi, Parisi and uh, Charlie Coyle, that, that might be the top line. Uh, there's all kinds of possibilities where things could go with that at this point. As the Wild continue to try to get uh, Coil back to the wing position, there's even talk about if the Wild acquire uh, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, you can move Stall to the wing. So you'd have Hopkins at the and the top line. Like the dream scenario would be Hopkins, Stall, and Parisi, and then you can move Coil down to possibly the second line with Koivu, um In that case, and they also want to move. They also want to move Granlund to wing. So could you imagine Stall, Granlund, and uh, Coil all on the wing? That'd be quite interesting. But at the, at the moment, you have uh, the top line. With Stahl, Coil, Parisi, second line, Koivu, Granlund, and Zucker at this stage. And then the third line would be what it was last year a very strong line with Halla, Pommenville, Nita who performed great uh, so far. And then uh, Grayovac at this point, penciled in as the fourth line center, along with Ka- uh, I keep uh, I almost called him Cam Stewart. <laughs> Remember that name back in the beginning of the Wilds' uh, the Wilds runs and such. Uh, but yeah, Ka- uh, Chris Stewart with Tyler Grayevac at this stage, depending on who's signed, what happens, uh, because you don't have Carter back, you don't have Porter back. That's another name I didn't mention. Chris Porter was also has also not been signed. He's become a free agent. Has not been signed by anybody at this stage. But uh, that's the line situation right now. Uh, who's gonna who's gonna be at the other side there? Who's gonna be the other winger, the left winger on that fourth line? over the Wild gonna acquire Sam Gagne. Somebody else? You're gonna bring back. Carter or Porter. What's going to happen? We'll just have to wait and see at this point. Um, the Wild have not... did not sign a defenseman. I yeah, haven't really needed to, and they haven't traded one either. <laughs> you have... Um, like the four possible... The four possible pairings. Of course, the fourth two are like scratches, potentially, or... Obviously down in the minor leagues, but you yep, have Suter, Spurgeon, of course, still Brodine and Dumba, Riley and Scandella, or Scandella and Dumba, that type of deal. They mix them up, mix and match, of course, with those two at times. Uh, I would think Scandella and yeah, you could the yeah, Scandella and Dumba is one of the one of the combinations. Of course, Riley and Dumba. You can't really put those two together, obviously. Offense and defense type of situation right there. Those are pretty strong pairings. If somebody gets traded, though, you have Nate Prosser or Christian Foline And, of course, Mike Riley's role will just move up then. It'll move up to where Dumbas was should the Wild trade Dumba in a Ryan Nugent Hopkins deal. There was a rumor out there, but, of course, not been proven. And nothing's really happened since that the Wild were looking to trade Dumba and Zucker to the Edmonton Oilers for not just Ryan Nugent Hopkins, but uh, a guy by the name of Benoit Puglia. Remember that name, Ben Puglia, fourth overall pick, Minnesota Wild, two thousand four or six? Excuse me, two thousand six. After that, that uh, the lockout—that's the one that messes me up—is because there was the lockout year. So you have the year before and the year after. I tend to get those two years mixed up for some really strange reason. With I, I don't know why, uh, but other candidates, uh, you'll see there. There's possibly their candidate. You bring in uh, Puglia, and then he could possibly be on that fourth line, third line, shuffle around and such. But still, you got to acquire another guy. Um, Zach Delp is a possibility. He might even be a center for that bottom line or others. But Eric Halla, barring any type of very disappointing situation, he'll be the uh, the th- third line center with a wonderful future. Tyler Gravach, hopefully he can get off to a better start than he did last year. That was quite a heartbreaker for him getting hurt. In the first game of the regular season, he's, he was ready to go. National Hockey League, rock and roll, and then bam, he's injured. He's just he's injured, and he's out for several months, stays in uh, or for a couple months, stays in Iowa pretty much the rest of the year, and that was uh, quite a bummer indeed for all of us here in the Twin Cities, and, <laughs> and across the Great Divide. Uh, Rafael Buceris is officially gone. He's gone to the European, uh, to Slovenia, to HDT. H.D.D. Olympia I can't say the L word there. Slovenia. So basically he's going back to Slovenia in Rafael Busteris' case. That's too bad. So he was a prospect. That was a second round pick by Mr. Chuck Fletcher. Again, struggling. Not nearly at the rise stage, but a second round pick in 2012. And he he just, he, he was, he's another guy like Jared Knight who wasn't even on the Iowa Wild roster. Not the Minnesota Wild, but not even Iowa. Down in Quad City it's over you're giving up already and understandably uh, another guy the wild did acquire <coughs> on a draft or on on the uh, the opening of free agency July 1st was Connor Allen a former member of the Nashville Predators and others the Montreal Canadiens he's been he's been he's a fringe minor league defenseman uh, out there he was on the predators for a little while played a couple games with the rangers as well he was a who's in the predators system pardon me uh played only 7 games in the NHL so far Mostly going to be in the minor leagues. I'm getting him mixed up with Victor Barkley. Both of them were signed on the same day. So the Wild signed two defensemen on that day. Victor Barkley was also on that Nashville team. You can see the jersey very clear. He's played over a hundred games in the NHL. Uh, he was he was undrafted, and he's he's been you know he's been hanging on. 28 uh, 28 years old. He had 10 points, all assists in 14, 15 as a defenseman. Not not bad. In a limited role, like a better version of Nate Prosser, I suppose. More of an offensive defenseman. I would have to say, in that case, in very limited time. But 121 games total, 23 points. Only one goal out of those points, ultimately. So he's one of, there's that word against Sebastian, if he's even listening to me, doggone it. He's just too busy for me now. Unless it's Vikings football, right? But <laughs> Victor Barley, possibly in an insurance signing, minor league, that type of deal. But yeah, because he also have Christian Fuleen. Is he ever going to break through and be an NHL player? Um, he's not bad, but is he ever going to be a consistent NHL player at this level? Hard to say at this point, but he, he, he may have to. I, think, I mean, the, the job is his to, to lose, should the wild trade Matthew Matt Gumba to the Edmonton Oilers, where he would return to Alberta. He's actually from Calgary, but Edmonton's the same Providence, at least. So there you go, eh? <laughs> uh, but yeah, Brett Ballmer's another name that the Wild uh, did not tender a qualifying offer. Another name that all of us kind of were at one point saying, hey, you know, he's, he's got he's got potential in this league. He's a tough guy and he can score and such second-round pick by the Wild in 2010. Another, yeah, another one that just got away. Another one that didn't work out. It's none that even got away. It just didn't work out. That's pretty, you know, 46th overall, 48th overall, 42nd overall, whatever they are. And Busteris and, and balmer that's basically where both of them are. It, it, it just, it makes you shake your head. And, of course, Jared Knight was a second-round pick for the Boston Bruins, acquired for a first-round pick, 28th overall. So, I mean, Chuck Fletcher, nice hiring, and Bruce, he almost did it again, Bruce Boudreaux, but man, oh man, oh man. I mean, there, there's, there's a list piling up. It'll never be as bad as Doug Risebrow, because like I've said in the past, and I always bring it up because I can't help it being a guy that likes to keep up with prospects you'll maybe see the first round pick make it and the rest of the draft will be there there's no highlight you know how you go on the internet and there's a link attached to the name well if there's no link that means they didn't make it at all like a guy from 04 05 06 07 0, 002 03 and you know and you have absolutely nothing working out with any of these guys i mean is that a general manager or is that some kind of a joker And that's kind of the case there. Um, Luckily, Fletcher's had some late-round picks work out, and most of his first-round picks are at least decent players in the league. I mean, Reisbrow, the list is just unbelievable. It it just still sickens me that he wasn't fired a good five freaking years before he was fired, in my humble opinion. I mean, the Wolves put up with David Gunn for four years, which, you know, and they pulled the plug. It took ten years for the Wild to pull the plug, and two owners (laughs) to pull the plug on Doug Reisbrow. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh... Let's get back to things here. Another guy, I mean, multiple guys that were possible trade baits, possible trade ships and such signed to one-year deals, or, well, two years, a two-year bridge deal for uh, Mr. Matt Dumba on July 28th, but way before that, on July 5th, one-year deal for... Darcy Kemper, just to kind of hang on for another year, he's kind of the Josh Harding, I guess, of the Wild, did that for a couple years in a row, signing Josh Harding, they never traded him, it was this, that, and it just kind of kept happening over and over again, (laughs) for whatever reason, in that sense, but, um, there it is, Uh, maybe Darcy Kemper will hang on, hopefully he doesn't get sick or anything, like, unfortunately, Mr. Uh, Josh Harding did, so, there you go, it's just, yeah, I'm kind of bouncing too much of that, but Darcy Kemper re- uh, Reacquired for the for the time being, uh, Matt Dumba again about two and a half million a year, two years, five million to bring Matt Dumba back, two year deal, bridge contract, a la um, a la Mikhail Granlund, a year ago, uh, another bridge contract type of deal. It is So now he's, he's acquired, he's signed and all that. Maybe that was what was holding up a possible trade. Who knows what's going to happen? And, of course, the rumor out there with Edmonton, the salaries, the money doesn't add up. So that exact deal can't happen. And there's also talk that Edmonton Oilers want draft picks. Right now, I think that's about the last thing Mr. Fletcher wants to do if he wants to hang on to his job is give up more draft picks. Unless Ryan Nugent Hopkins ends up being an absolute superstar, then maybe we'll be okay because he's pretty doggone young, isn't he? At age 21. Got a long career ahead of him. Twenty-one, twenty-two, in R.N.H.'s case. So there you go. That's free agency at this stage. Other than that, you got uh, this nice wave of youngsters coming in in the summertime. Alex Tuck scoring a goal in in uh, one of the in in, in the, the couple games there. Uh, Anas scoring as well. Really nice. Really nice to see him getting the job done. He, he he looks strong out there. Alex Tuck. Most people most people locally say that uh, Tuck looked like a man among boys out there, that he really stood out among the rest, or other people are not all that impressed, Pat Megaletti is the one that doesn't seem all that impressed so far. Uh, and that he would he wouldn't mind he wouldn't be against completely against trading Tuck in a in a trade scenario so we'll see what happens with that Alex Tuck and others um, another guy that I was that I'm going to get to as we head into the Facebook page very soon is one of the wise the wild seventh round pick this year and and, Rise, and Rise, bro, I keep calling him Matt Fletcher has been doing very well in the seventh round pick of course Eric Holla and uh, Grayovac, both NHL talents at, at this stage, at least in the bottom six range at the center position. Has he done it again? We'll just have to wait and see with that one, and we'll get back to it in a second. In fact, we almost might as well head on over there to the Facebook page. So I did post an article up there, Sokolov, uh, it, so, it's like Sokolov has all the talent trying to put it together. That's the headline. Yeah, it's wild.com. But it's a really, really nice read, and I encourage you to check it out. It's on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Minnesota. facebook.com forward slash Minnesota, and at wild for the Twitter account. Those of you that retweet and shout out to this show, really appreciate it, the Vince Germanos, the 10A Browns, and others out there. Really appreciate what you've done. Uh, Sokolov, though, I mean, he has a reputation of being lazy. Dmitry Sokolov has a reputation of being lazy, but from the coach, basically his coach over there in the uh, the uh, the Sudbury Wolves was saying there, there are things that the public has never seen that Dmitry never took one day off, that ultimately he really does want to make it, and he's he's trying his, 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 his ass off out there, and Sokolov had multiple goals during the course of time as well. Uh, he, looked, he looked decent out there in the summer uh the summer workouts. A lot of people excited to see uh, what he can do out there. At least those of us out there that are praying for a sleeper. Other people, again, skeptical. Uh, But we'll just see what happens. It's a really nice read. I encourage you to check it out ultimately, though. It's worth it. And I'm going to use that word, so apologize. (laughs) That word is going to come out of my mouth at times. Uh, Very, very worth it. Benny Allen liking that one as well and I'm not like when this thing acts up, but that's how it goes. Uh, yep, they signed for Agent Eric Stahl. We got a comment on here, and Benny Allen says, I think it's a great signing for the price, could have easily overpaid. And yeah, I mean, uh, that's what I was afraid of at the time. Like, oh, the Wild are going to overpay him. There's no way we're going to sign him. But then they got the price down to $10.5 million. I mean, well, why not? It's, it's a worthwhile signing without a doubt at that price. Uh... <clears throat> Um, Minnesota Wild Owner Craig Leopold is opening a Herb Brooks inspired restaurant. Very cool indeed. That's another thing to check out. It's going to be called Herbie's. Herbie's on the Park over there in St. Paul. Very cool. Nice. Nice. Nice touch. Nice touch. Very cool. I'm not definitely not against that idea. And uh well it's something I'd like to check out if I ever get the time to go over there because no, I'm not that far away uh, one other player that's why I was like, wait a minute yeah I had it in front of me and I just lost it my mind just went blank on me. Uh, Jordan Schrader went to arbitration, but then ultimately the Wild do agree on a one-year deal for Jordan Schrader. He's also a candidate for the fourth line, and I think a very strong one. If the Wild don't uh, acquire anybody, I think he's the guy. I mean, he's, he's a guy that should be on the Wild, I think. And with this this offensive-minded coach, hopefully Jordan Schrader will uh, work things out better with him versus... Uh, Mike Yo. It, it seemed like there's a, there's always been a couple guys out there, like Eric Halla, who did not work with Mike Yo very well. But then you also have Parisian Suter doing what they did with him. Mm. But then, of course, you had Suter <laughs> acting up against uh, Torchetti as well. So I, I don't know. It's like consider the source of him. Uh, the Stir It Up podcast liked the, uh, the recent show of episode 125, State of the Wild 2016. So thank you for that. Not sure if they're a listener or not. I, I didn't. I I, I didn't follow them? That's too bad. But they didn't follow me either. Shame on them. (laughs) Maybe they will at some point. But uh, cool, thank you for the like there anyway. Those of you that do retweet the show, I do appreciate it. And those of you out there, if you could give this show a five-star rating on iTunes, it'd be greatly appreciated. I mean, I'd love to have you on board. (laughs) I mean, I'd love (laughs) love to have that post in there. It would only help this show for potential listeners to check it out. Give me a chance here, please. It would be appreciated. Uh, for some reason, I'm feeling a little rusty right now because I haven't done this show in a month, <laughs> and I, I do apologize for that, but it's also the off season, and there isn't a whole lot else to talk about at this point other than just optimism, hoping for the best, the lines and such. Uh, again, you got to fill that fourth line position and others. You hope you can get a free agent, but it wouldn't kill me to see Jordan Schrader it really would not kill me to see uh, Jordan Schrader at the at the at, at the left wing position for the uh, the fourth line. I mean, Grayevac Schrader, Chris Stewart, can't really go wrong with that. You got speed, strength, and size. You know, obviously Schrader's not big, but Chris Stewart and Grayevac are. So why the hell not? I mean, that, that that's pretty good for your fourth line. Speed and size, a little defense as well. Why not? I, I actually like Jordan Schrader. I think he's a gritty player, and he can score as well. He can. Yeah, he has that breakaway speed. I mean, if Jason Zucker could be on the wild, why can't Jordan Schrader? I mean, you know, and those of you out there might think that's an idiotic comparison, but I'm not so sure it is when you consider uh, how Jason Zucker really, really dropped off last year when you want to just come out and say Jordan Schrader is not a worthy NHLer. I don't know, I think i have to disagree with you on that one. Um, if I didn't mention it, the Twitter is at BraveTheWild, and you could call into the phone line, which is very, very welcome, which would be a very welcome addition to the show, Uh 736 209 209-736-7877, it is a voicemail, do treat it as such, mention which show you are calling into, which is BraveTheWild, it would be greatly appreciated. I also had a very brief message here ago from Benny Allen out of Australia, because I was saying that there were two Aussies out there uh, messaging the show, but it was actually the same guy. I was, like, thinking, yeah, the names are so similar. Benny Allen and Benny Russell. So Benny Allen, I believe, is the... (laughs) Benny, Benny Allen is the real one. He says, hey, Joey, just letting you know that Benny Allen and Benny Russell are the same bloke. I did it as a little bit of a joke as my best man at my wedding kept calling me Benny Russell. I love the show, mate. It's such a great source of news for people not in the American sports news cycle. Benny, and thank you very much. And that's what's fun about podcasting. It's worldwide. It brings us all together. You could be living in Australia like Benny or New Zealand like Tine or or Wales or Scotland (laughs) like, like others out there that listen to Purple Mafia or England, you know what I mean, South America, China, I even have somebody from China listening to Terminal's Explosion, if she still listens, I'm not sure, but it's just amazing when you think about that. Uh, Like, you think you're small-time, but maybe you're really not, and it'd be nice to not be (laughs) small-time. Tell your friends about the show, it'd be greatly appreciated, and again, giving it a positive rating on iTunes or Stitcher only helps the show in a big way. You don't have to say a whole lot, you don't have to write a paragraph, just give it a nice rating and give us a give us a little boost here. It would be appreciated. So thanks again to those of you out there that do listen and God bless you. Thank you for putting up with me at times as well during uh, some of my uh, obnoxious rants or what, whatever they are <laughs> or silly little ramblings which I'm doing right now. So with that I guess, I guess we're going to call it a wrap for the time being as we just sit and wait and hope that the wild are able to make a good, very positive trade without giving up the farm. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is most likely the guy, but who knows, maybe something else is up Fletcher's sleeve. We'll just have to wait and see.